0: what's up hybrids welcome back to another episode of the phantom hybrid podcast this is hanako and i'm here with anthony laurie and mike and we are discussing episode four of hawkeye um i'm gonna say i don't know if we're going in order because there's so many things about this episode that i really want to talk about but first and foremost the most important thing my baby is in this episode yelena is finally making her appearance
1: yep i was so happy to see
0: her i was so happy to see her and talk about making an impact without saying a word. Right. She came in, she did her damage, and she looked at Cake like, this ain't what you want.
2: She came in like Splinter Cell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She looked like um, what's his name? In um in Splinter Cell? Sam. In,
1: no. no Sna- um Metal Gear Solid Dude. Um, oh, Silent Snake she was like all silent snake like like with the goggles and with the mask and everything
0: yeah there was some speculation that she might she might be another well not her technically but that character the the outfit and everything might be another character but I couldn't remember who it was but I was like when I saw her fighting I was like okay first of all that's not a guy because I thought it was a guy at first and I was like mm then I was like those moves look a little familiar then i was like she
2: dropped mm-hmm. two she dropped two poses <laughs> she did she she totally posed on two things she totally twice posed twice,
1: did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't even shake it off so she's obviously gotten used
3: to it
0: well you know she was kind of there um fighting the guy that she thinks is responsible for the death of her sister so i don't think she was thinking about oh let me shake off this pose she was like let me kill him and not just him she was like fighting all three of them she was fighting echo she was fighting k and she was fighting clint and she was handling herself very well
1: i don't know I, it didn't seem like to me when echo chimed in they didn't i don't know maybe maybe if i'm looking into this too much but it didn't really seem like her at one point it seemed like her and echo were fighting together like
0: no it looked like they were both fighting clint but they were fighting him for separate reasons because when echo uh, kind of put herself into that fight, Yelena started punching and hitting her as well, like, get say, off of him, that's mine, he's mine. Yeah,
2: Yelena punched her, like, once or twice mm-hmm. in the face. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, no.
0: She was very much like, bitch, right. get out my way, this this is right. mine.
2: Now, it did seem like, it did seem like Yelena was holding yeah. back, though. It didn't seem like she was really, really trying to kill, because one, she, she hooked the hook on kate and threw her over the ledge so she went into. Intend- well, yeah she was yeah she wasn't trying to kill her
0: i don't think her intent is to kill him like even if she thinks that he's responsible for natasha's death given the fact that natasha spoke so highly of clint um especially if you watch black widow i think she's gonna want to hear from him first like okay what happened i
2: think she she'll did, give him well, i she think did, she'll, she'll did, give him she she'll give him, him that
0: benefit of the doubt
2: no, but, she, she jumped him on the rooftop. She didn't come up. Hey, right? Hey, Clint, let's let's, let's have a chat. No. But I mean, she could
0: have killed him then. She could have killed him then if she really wanted to hurt him.
2: Also, her
1: wrist stunners didn't seem to be as effective as Natasha's were. Because mm-hmm. usually, if Natasha hits you with those, you're out. You're down for the count. But she hit Clint bare skin In the neck. and he could he pulled them off and he hit echo and she she was able to pull them off too so either too they're not and she pulled them off yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: right it's yeah. like so either they're not they're i mean it seemed like they were set to not really set to incapacitate maybe maybe her tasers were set to stun
0: like i said I- <laughs> nice one nice one like I we said, two I think video game references she won-
2: and the Star reference, like, and we're <laughs> like
0: not like even five, five minutes. minutes, we're on a roll,
2: baby. We are <laughs>
0: in a roll, but I think she probably wants to get some answers from Clint first because I think, <laughs> and maybe yeah, this I is just see. me. I mean, think about it, think about it, think about it. Clint was obviously very important to Natasha, okay? So, I think Elena will probably be like, okay, you know what, let me get the real story figure out because Elena. I think, especially after everything that we've seen of her in Black Widow, Yelena, I don't think is the type who's going to take one person's story and run with it. She has been in enough situations dealing with Alexi, dealing with the Red Room, dealing with all of that to not be the one to say, oh, okay, this is what they're telling me to do. I'm going to go do it. She was part of that system for so long that, you know, they give you a target, you go after it. So I think maybe she's like okay let me see what's really going on because obviously if valentina and whoever she's working for or whoever is gunning for clint somebody wants him for a reason she may want to find out what that reason is to make sure that um not to say that she would be compromised but i think she doesn't want to be somebody's weapon, kind of like Clint described here. You know, he talks about himself as being a weapon. You know, the right per- people pointed me in the right direction. And I just, you know, I did what I had to do. So I think maybe she's trying to say, OK, you know what? I'm not just going to blindly say, OK, I'm going to go kill him. I need to know what's going on so I can figure out what I need to do on my own. But I think she's going to whip his ass a little bit by little bit just for kicks.
2: OK, I, I was going to so. say, you know, one, she's the impulsive one. Yeah, so we go with sure. that. And two, I I find it hard to believe that she would just. This is her. This is her version of. I just want to talk. I, <laughs> I mean, this, I, I can along with that actually. <laughs> and, I believe it and now. I, I I would I would go along with this more if in my head I can think that maybe she's trying to help him out in some way. Like, that's why she shook her head to Kate instead of like, don't shoot me. Just, this isn't the time. Like, maybe... Was, no, she was like, you're not going to do it. No, I mm-hmm.
0: think that head shake to Kate was, this ain't what you want. I know,
2: want. but I, I could believe it if she was doing all this to make it look like Clint has some other people after him and not just them. So, maybe the, to throw a little, you know, smoke screen. You know, we, we don't really know how these Black widows operate. They are shady. As fuck. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, but they also were shady because they were being controlled. And Yelena was one of the first ones to break free from that mind control. And I really think that she would probably right now be in a position where she's not going to let anybody tell her, oh, this is what you need to do. This is who you need to go after. I think she's going to make sure that what she's doing is she's doing it for the right reasons because she's already done so much for the wrong reasons before. That's just my take on her character.
2: I still have a hard time believing whipping his ass was her way of saying, let's let's talk.
0: That was probably just for fun. Like, okay, even if I don't think you killed my sister, you were with her last and I'm just going to beat you up just a little bit just because I need to get my aggression out. I mean i could believe that about her
1: okay Okay. also i need i need to know the timing of this like like when did val give her the job like how long has she been looking for him like when she got the job from val it didn't seem like it was close to christmas time you know what i'm saying
0: Uh, no but it's been it's been about it's been somewhere around the six month mark As far as from the time the uh, everyone came back from the blip to uh, what's taking place now,
1: okay, but
0: it's been about six months or so.
1: Because a whole lot of mad theories went through my mind, of course, because I'm me. Um, I was thinking, Mm -hmm. well, maybe, like, (laughs) like maybe. Let me sit back. Okay, this this is I have I have a major theory, but I'm not getting into it yet. I was thinking maybe, maybe Kingpin hired. Then I was like, no, that doesn't really seem right. Because Clint wasn't really involved in or Echo hire. I think did Echo hire? Her? No, I don't think this has, or Elena or Eleanor or or Kate's mom. And I was like, well, no, because they didn't really know that Clint was involved, and she got hired a long time ago, like way before any of this happened. And Clint wasn't really involved in any of their stuff, like until, yeah. I don't
0: think they're really yeah. I don't think the the right. two things are related. I think it just happens right. to be that Clint. Because again, if you think about it, the whole thing was with what's going on with the Ronin suit and the tracksuit mafia and stuff, this all came to him by happenstance because Kate happened to be a little bit nosy, wanted to find out what um, Armand was doing, happened to come into this black market auction where the Ronin suit and sword were being auctioned along with the, the Rolex. That just all happened by accident, just from Kate being nosy the whole thing with Yelena coming after him totally different because we know that that was something that was specifically set in motion by Valentina so Mm -hmm. it just happens to be that this happens and oh by the way he has found himself in another mess where somebody else is after him and now I don't think he realizes that these are two separate things because at this point he's thinking everything is connected and of course if you have someone as powerful as Maya's uncle, who we still don't know who this is, but Clint obviously, I feel like Clint knows who King it is. <clears throat> well, we know this, but we haven't been like.
2: Well, he he said big guy, right? Who
0: else? Could he they keep
1: saying big guy out? and like <laughs> the, there, there's so many fat and big references all over this thing. It Unk. has to be Kingpin, unless it's the Blob. I mean, like what was the name of the shop? The fat guy,
2: fat guy. Yeah, exactly. The auto
1: shop is fat, fat man auto, like yeah, auto
2: repair. repair.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't
0: think I don't think Clint realizes that this is something separate. You know, he's. Yeah, I don't think Elena was
2: hired by anybody. I think she's just she's just doing what she was supposed to do. I don't think anybody hired her. Yeah,
1: yeah, but it's like you would you would think that she would have had plenty of opportunities to get to
2: Clint before Mm -hmm. now i thought that too like it ain't like clinton's been hiding right
0: no he, but he's going you know to what?
2: the most popular show on broadway with his kids
0: that's true like how hard yes. would that
2: be to figure out
0: but if she has been aware of where he is for a while maybe she left him alone because of the fact that he was with his kids remember yelena didn't have her family growing up like she the the, the people that she thought of his family she was ripped away from and she grew up kind of bitter about the fact that she that this family that she cared about turned out to be fake seemingly didn't really think about her you know as far as her opinion goes so maybe her seeing him with his kids hits a little differently for her and she was like okay you know what I'm not gonna do anything to him while he has his kids now he doesn't have his kids now and we have to remember these episodes are taking place day by day so it's only been two days in this whole thing they say it at the beginning of the episode on the radio three Three days days till Christmas it's only been two days his kids just went home you know what I'm saying so yeah I I think if we think about the way her character was in Black Widow and what could have happened of course again we talk about the relationships in the show and how important they are and not just in this show, relationships all throughout the MCU, like a lot of the actions and inactions of people have to do with the relationships. Maybe that's something that's factoring in for her, or maybe I'm just being a little over sentimental, you know, attributing that to her. Maybe she's just like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to toy with him and then I'm going to kill him.
1: Well, I think that, I think in my head canon, I believe that she found Clint, she was gonna kill Clint, but then she saw him with his kids. it was like, okay, like you said, wait till he gets alone. But in the meantime, she looked into what happened and somehow she finds out that he didn't necessarily kill her, but he didn't kill Nat to kill her sister, but her sister sacrificed herself. And so now she now she has mixed feelings, so she has to figure out. Did he kill her? Did she sacrifice herself? What the hell happened? So maybe that's why she didn't, like you said, that's why she didn't kill him because she wanted, she needs to find out what really happened. And it's just like, I mean, it's just like where Echo didn't believe him, where he was speaking in metaphor, talking about, you know, the Black Widow killed Ronan and I was there, you know, and, you know, speaking in metaphor, in flowery speech and metaphor and symbolism. But it's like, I just think that. They're like i'm i'm sure she has she's had plenty of opportunities to get clint but it just didn't happen so and,
2: and the only reason so you're saying I'm gonna I'm gonna to have to go back to the first episode and freeze frame. Yes, you're, you're yeah. gonna have you're the gonna CNC have to go back and look at looking rogers the look in
1: musical and freeze frame the whole crowd because like Yelena's in there somewhere no. looking at him and picking her we're, shot. We're That's that. exactly what you need to do, and I'm not encouraging formulate theories and get back to me.
0: No, honestly, what I think is going on, because again, we have to think about it. When Clint and Natasha went when everything happened with them. They were on a whole other planet in a whole other time. I don't think he would have told anybody else except for the other Avengers exactly what happened on Vormir. Nobody else would have access to that information, but people would probably know, okay, he and Natalie went on a mission and he was the only one that came back. That information might not be hard to find out. But exactly what happened to her, like she just literally disappeared off the face of the earth. There's nobody for them to bury. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing showing where she is. So we just know that she's dead based on whatever information they put out there. Nobody really knows what happened to her. So I think maybe for Yelena, it's not enough that, okay, I was told my sister is dead. Like maybe she believes it in her heart, but if it were me, I wouldn't just take somebody's word about what happened to my sibling, especially if there's not a body there. You know, I want to know what happened. Like, you're going to sit down, you're going to tell me exactly what happened. And of course, that fight that they had on the rooftop wasn't exactly the prime time for them to be speaking because one, he was on lookout for someone else. So she already knows that he's not alone. And then for Kate to come in and granted, she got her ass whooped a little bit, but she was holding her own for quite a while. He's not by himself. He's not with someone that's gonna be easy for her to just, you know, push to the side. And then you have this other person in Echo also coming after him. It was just kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, you know what? I'm not gonna find out what I need to find out for now, but I just need y'all to know that I am here and I'm making my presence known. But yeah I don't think her goal is to kill him right now. I think really she wants to know what the fuck happened to her sister and she's going to find that out before she does anything with him now. What she does with him afterwards that'll depend on how much she believes him because I feel like we know that Clint did not get a chance to see her face because when he I think when he pulled when he pulled the mask off that's when she hit him with the um with the stunners and he went down so he never saw her face i'm pretty sure
2: not not this guy he sees everything he saw her face you think yeah he saw her. i don't know
0: i don't know if he saw her face because i would think that
2: anything he he probably knows he knows a black widow he probably knows exactly who she is yeah
0: that's what i was gonna say because i would assume if he saw her face and he i'm pretty sure Nat told him about Yelena told him about everything that happened whatever whatever so if he gets a good look at her he probably knows who she is and then I mean Clint's a pretty smart guy I mean we we kind of learn a little bit more about him in this episode too but I think he knows okay you know what yeah this is something I'm gonna have to deal with but again right now he doesn't know that that black widow is there for him because of Natasha he thinks that whoever is after them and affiliated with Jack and the tracksuit mafia, he probably thinks they were the ones who sent her.
2: Yeah, he saw our face.
0: You think... He, you, did you yeah, freeze he, frame it? Yeah,
2: I did not freeze frame, but he saw our face.
0: You rewinded, though. <laughs> you rewatched it, didn't you?
2: I fast-forwarded to it. Oh, okay. 100% okay. did. No freeze framing.
3: So, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to point out that uh... It may not have been any, any one of those that, that sent her. It, it could have been mom. Remember, mom did make a phone call. This is true. But I kind of felt like,
0: I, hmm, I don't know. Although
2: I, I still feel like she was pulling, I know she was pulling her punches. It didn't really seem like she was trying to kill anybody. Mm. Yeah, but I don't think Mom hired her. I don't think anyone hired her. I, I'm I'm like on in, in that respect. I do think she's she wants more information
0: about what happened before, to her sister. About what
2: happened, and knowing her character now, she wouldn't kill Clint without really knowing what happened because he has a family, and we know how she feels about that. He has a, a really little son, and she knows this. He's she's not gonna kill him.
0: Right. And like I said, she knows he was important in that. And I mean, think about it. And Clint that Nat was important Clint. to him too. Yeah, because Clint was the one who got her out of the red room. He got her out of all of that. And they and you fought remember side Valentina, by side for years.
2: Valentina didn't say he killed her. Mm-hmm. He said she was. He was responsible, he was responsible for her for death. Her
0: death. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about these Marvel shows. You have to really pay attention to what they say and what they don't say because other than that if you if you're not paying attention you're just gonna oh yeah you know she's she she made her think that he killed her no that's not what she said her words were very specific and they always are in the mcu they always the man are
2: who was responsible for your sister's mm-hmm.
0: death yep. mm-hmm. so we'll we'll talk about her a little later
2: thanos was responsible technically but, you know...
0: We'll, we'll talk oh,
2: about that. I, shout out to uh, the prop people for Clint having a Thanos was right mug.
0: That that mug bothered me the whole episode. I was like, why is he drinking? And and not only that, it wasn't his mug. It was Kate's aunt's mug because they're yeah. in her apartment. I'm like...
2: I got to get me why a is Thanos he... was right bro.
0: No, you do not.
2: That's, that's an awesome no. mug. I want one of those two.
0: Okay, so... <laughs> That's,
2: that's the second time film. we've seen that with Clint, that that he's seen Thanos was mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Shout out to what if. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about Jack and Eleanor.
2: They were
1: so cute. <laughs> yeah, until until Eleanor was was just like the whole scene with her showing Clint out like talking about natasha i wanted to reach in the tv oh, and slap
2: the shit out
0: Ooh. i'm surprised he didn't punch. Well, okay so let's talk about it so we pick up where we left off in the last episode with jack you know holding the ronin sword to clint because of course clint is in their penthouse and they don't know who he is or that you know they don't know how he got there i find it funny that jack being the um I guess I don't want to say fighter, but being the, I, I I guess I would feel like Jack, especially knowing what we know about him and his tie into the tracksuit mafia, Jack knows some shit about some stuff. So the fact that you have an Avenger in your house and you don't even recognize him, that was kind of weird to me. But then, you know, of course, Eleanor comes in and she was like, why is there an Avenger standing in my penthouse? You know, whatever. So, so oh, you are the, you're the, the archer. Like, I was like this dude is so fucking (laughs) fake it's ridiculous and even with the whole question and answer session okay so yes Mike
2: I think Mike has a theory I have a theory
1: okay so with this scene with him acting as as usual his little happy go lucky kind of just aloof aloof uninterested and and like yeah the way he's he called him the archer i was like yeah really okay that 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 was suspicious to me and then when we get to where they break into break into echo's apartment what he said about who the watch belonged to it kind of blew a couple of other theories like i thought it was tony's watch at first, mm-hmm. and the, and that be, and I came up with a whole thing about Kingpin buying Stark Towers, and he needed a watch to get into a certain room and get something. Blah 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 blah. But then Clint said that the watch belonged to somebody who was deep undercover, and that if it was found, then he would be found out, and then he would be killed.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: didn't
2: he say he the person had been deep undercover?
1: It belongs and to it was he said. He said it belongs to someone I used to work with. They've been out of the game a long time, but their identity is still attached to that watch. Right. And if the tracksuits found out about it,
2: then it will blow his cover. So, so it's a person who's back in their regular life after being in that life.
0: Yes, that's yeah. that's
2: kind
1: of how. Well, I think Yes, it's someone who was, or like. who is so undercover that they pretty much assume the identity. It's just like with what's his name in Smoking Aces becoming the gangster.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So my theory is that the watch belongs to Jack, Jack, and because there is history in the comics that Jack and Clint know each other and they've trained together and da 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 da. da. There's proof. There's actual canon for that. And I think that when Jack went to the auction before, he was that he actually knew that the watch was there and he was he wasn't really there for the ronin suit or any of that other shit. He was there for the watch. And he knew that in his association with his uncle, who is beefing with Kingpin and who ends up getting killed. I think that within all that is Jack, Jack was trying to get the watch because they were after the watch because somehow they they knew that something was up with his uncle or someone associated with his uncle was coming after them. I mean, maybe he maybe he's a sleeper agent and he was activated and they were like, OK, we need you to go ahead and take care of this. So, I think that the watch belongs to Jack, and that's the way that he's going to be activated as the swordsman.
0: I don't know if I. I got to think on that. I don't know if I buy that one.
2: I, I, I'm
1: having a hard I think
0: that's a stretch. I'm having a hard time wrapping stretch. my head
1: around got, that. Got, all of my theories are stretches until I pop a tendon, but that's on Beyond <laughs> Zebra. Look, <laughs> I'm just saying that it's really. I mean, we all know that Jack is, hot, is holding back. We all know that it's already, we, are, we already know that in the comics, he is, he is the swordsman. He's an adept swordsman. He's a, he was kind, kind of a spy, but not really. And I really think that the watch is his and is something that can tell people who he is. And I, I'm just getting that feeling from it. Like from what Clint, when Clint said that I was like, huh.
0: But I think the <laughs> thing we occurred. have to remember too, because you keep referring to his character in the comics. We have to remember that MCU changes a lot of stuff
1: from what the comics are supposed
0: to be to what's in the show. So he may not even have that persona in this show
3: once we're done. The watch belongs to the mom.
1: I'm sorry, ma'am. You have to preface that.
3: (laughs) Well, in the comic book. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. You have to say, you have to say four words before you.
3: I have a theory.
1: Thank you. Now you may proceed.
3: In the comic books, Mom works for Madam Mask, and she's also an Avenger, and she's also a vampire. So Mom is technically evil, good, good, evil. So I think that the watch belongs to Mom.
1: It's kind of a big watch, though. It's like a
3: man's watch. One, it is a man's
0: watch. But two, also, I didn't get the feeling that Eleanor and Clint knew each other. And he specifically said that the watch belonged to someone he used to work with. Someone that he cares about enough that he doesn't want that identity
3: revealed. So uh, mom mom had facial surgery to change the way she looks when she was younger in the comic books. Yeah, again, you guys keep going to the comic books.
1: I mean, this is all based on comic books. Even even if it's not taken word for word, there's still a basis in the comic books. I'm not saying that it's going to be, neither is Laurie, but we're saying that there is a basis to formulate a theory as to whose watch it is and there's proof exactly. and behind it
2: i'm just appreciating the fact that hanako listens and that's <laughs> all <I'm
3: gonna>
2: say. <laughs> she has learned very well that's fine
1: I'm-
3: i, I I'm- all I'm saying is that everything that we've seen in these four episodes and that phone call that uh, the mom made, we might want to pay a little bit more attention to mom because I believe that mom is a little bit more involved with these things than we know of. And I still think she killed the dad. Oh,
2: of course.
3: I think mom was Mom calling the shots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah very yeah, clear. Yeah. M- mom's working for, is working directly. under.
3: under exactly. Under.
2: She's called Uncle or Val. I think somewhere in there, Val got called
1: either by her. Or I Val. don't
0: know if I feel like Val is part of this yet, but I do feel like even if you go back to the first episode when Armand was having the conversation with Kate about Jack and Eleanor's engagement, he was very much against it. And I think he felt like, I have to go back and rewatch the first episode, but it sounded like he was trying to imply that, Either Eleanor was marrying him for what he might inherit, or he was marrying Eleanor, Eleanor for what he might get from her. But something about that relationship is strange. And I mean, even in that little cutesy moment that they had in the penthouse where they're doing the dancing and stuff, it felt forced to me. You know, yeah, it was cutesy. It was, you know, we get we see Kate looking at her mother and that was kind of weird because you could see her kind of soften towards her mother in that moment she was like I've never seen you like this it still felt so weird watching them interact and I mean especially with just Jack just oh honey are you serious (laughs) fake Fake. but Eleanor I don't know there's something about her like I think in some ways she does care about Jack but I also feel like there's something more going on there, especially the fact that she keeps telling Kate, hey, can we change the subject? Hey, can you back off of him? It's almost like she's trying to pull Kate away from it so that she can continue to do whatever it is that she's supposed to be doing.
2: This is the issue I have with majority of the stuff that we're talking about. Like, yeah, we, we have uncle and we have, you know, Kate's mom and Jack and Armand and whatever else they were hung up in. And i keep hearing two people in the back of my mind talking and one of them is um nolan nolan talking to mark about why are you bothering with all this street level stuff right why are you
0: that's an invincible reference for those who don't watch the show
2: yeah invincible reference the other one is tony talking this to um peter about the same thing just go back to being the this friendly neighborhood of Spider-Man. Don't worry about all this big stuff yet. You're not ready for that. And here we have Clint, the man who fought Thanos. He's here with all these little things that if it wasn't for the Ronin suit, he wouldn't be within nope. a thousand miles of this stuff. So it's just funny to see <laughs> that this is happening. I hate to say it, it's mm-hmm. happening to him, but It's just really, really strange that he's having to deal with this when there's a much bigger picture, you know, after seeing Eternals and Shang-Chi, there's other things to worry about other than some big-ass mob boss who can lift a thousand pounds, you know? And all he's concerned about is making money.
0: Yeah. But I think the thing with Clint is, you know, you have this kid who, for all of her good intentions she's still very wet behind the ears because again this was not something she 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 didn't i was about to make that i was about to say she didn't choose the superhero life the superhero life chose her her. (laughs) it's like she did this was not what she thought was going to be happening with her life two days ago she was just trying to she had
2: this glamorized idea of what it meant to be
0: right right, and she she really learned a hard lesson in this episode even just sitting there talking with jack and her mom after clint leaves and they make this statement about you know it's good to be here with family instead of being alone for the holidays and eleanor said i'm so glad i have you two here and, and and we're not alone and you could see that wistfulness take root in kate because she's like "Wow." I'm sitting here with my family. Granted, she may not like the family that she's in. You know, I, I'm sure she loves her mother, Jack Sketchy, but there's still some sense of family. Meanwhile, Clint is going home or going to somebody else's apartment to put frozen alcoholic drinks on his bruises because he's old and he's bruised and he's doing what his wife told him to do. Speaking of which, okay it is totally in my head canon now that clint and laura met while they were in super spy school and that's how they got together because the fact that he's calling her and she's looking up things for him and she's speaking to him in russian so the kids don't understand i was like oh she totally was a. she was either an avenger or she was in shield or something happened she
2: maybe that's her watch okay i still
0: think it's a guy's watch it's still
2: it's, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a guy's seen. watch but i mean it's a guy's watch but maybe it's related to her
0: yeah
2: i mean it has a transmitter and it's still transmitting she knew how to find it
0: yeah so again i have some questions about miss laura I'm,
2: I'm starting to have questions about i her think too.
0: she probably was in shield because I mean, think about it. That's where he started. See, that
2: would make sense. That's how they this how
0: they did yeah, it. And that's how that's how he started. Yeah. So that's where Fury, yeah. you know, recruited him from. So I
1: think. I think I think she I think she probably wasn't shield. That's a great theory, and I love that, that was
2: theory. That's not hundred awesome. theory. <laughs> that
1: was 100% and that was theory. my theory,
0: actually. So
2: I'm sorry, Hanako, That was a great I, I theory. Just, I just piggybacked on uh, yeah. what Hanako said, and it wasn't a theory, even when Hanako said it still wasn't a theory. So I don't know what you're talking about. That's kind of a Mike. theory. I mean, we don't really know for sure
1: that she was with Shield. I mean, it makes sense. It's a good theory that she was with Shield. That's the way she knows how to do research on targets and things of that nature, and she knows how she to can speak uncover I mean, Shell
2: corporations mm-hmm. and all that.
0: And things.
2: right, exactly. And she so, knew the frequency of the transmitter.
0: Yeah, and and it also explains why she's so supportive and understanding with what he does. Again, like she knows he's not coming home tonight, and she doesn't pitch a fit or anything. She just, you know hey kids dad has to work a little bit you know dad's got to stay at work a little bit longer now the kids are starting to get disappointed but at the same time they're still not pitching fits and being mad and all this other stuff we'll probably see that later but
2: you know you, you know what's the theory what what would be a theory if there was a theory would be that that is actually Clint's watch and that watch was a part of their operation to hunt down Natasha and Laura was his handler on that operation.
0: Oh, that would be a nice. Hmm, okay. But
2: if I was one to come up with theories, that would be. <laughs> some, that's a good. I mean, you, you know, basically just came up with no, one. So, no, no. Uh, I'm yeah. saying if I were to <laughs> do that, that's, yeah. All right, OJ, So that's OJ. why OJ. he would still have the watch. <laughs> Think about it, the things that are important to him would be the watch, which is connected to his wife, and the Ronin suit, which Natasha um talked him out of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those things are important to him yeah and he's involved in all this mess because he has a big heart and he doesn't want kate to get hurt Mm -hmm. and in order to keep her from getting hurt he's gonna have to dismantle a criminal organization
1: the the criminal white patriarchy (laughs) criminal white male patriarchy (laughs) In a white suit. Not
0: just not just male, because Echo is still pretty big up there. You and know. Her boss
1: is a white male, so well, it's she's, like she's it's the, still the same. Like it's the same it's, thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: But she's yeah, I, I'm totally, I'm totally thinking that Laura was part of shield She had to be. Because think about it. Everything that we've seen of her before this series, she was just the mom. She was the stay-at-home mom. She was the supportive wife she was the one giving him the pep talks you know about make sure that, they, that these people are going to have your back and you know basically let him know yeah you're important too yeah you don't have you don't have super, superpowers or you don't have you know magical abilities or whatever everybody else has but you are very important to this group you know and and she's been there but for him to be like hey can you look this up and can you do this and then her to do that whole Blah, 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 blah. I was like, wait,
2: what? And she speaks fluent what? Russian. That was
0: fluent,
2: fluent. But Was so it I... Russian or or was it Russian or what's we call it? I
3: think it was Russian. It was German. It was, it was It was. It was it German? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not. thought was
1: German.
2: Well, that doesn't make you any better. She speaks fluent German. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> like that like all of a sudden, better. but you know what? I'm I'm glad that they are giving her a little bit that they are fleshing her character out a little bit more because yeah everybody loves her because of who she is I mean just one is Linda Carnell I mean we love her anyway but I mean, the jukies. fact that yeah right but I mean the fact that they are actually giving her character something more to do than just be the doting wife waiting at home for him and taking care of the kids I like that they're adding a little bit of mystery to her character and maybe, you know, fleshing her out to be something a lot more um, interesting than that. Not just, you know, the person that's waiting on Clint. I, I like it. But yeah, that's totally my headcanon now. They, they they met in S.H.I.E.L.D. and that's how they got together. And, you know, of course, um, if they were both in S.H.I.E.L.D., especially if they're having children, having two Having two people, two married people in S.H.I.E.L.D. together doesn't work. I mean, look at Hunter and Bobby from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That never worked for them. And how many times did they go on missions together and get married and get divorced and get back together? It, it just doesn't work. So maybe she was like, okay, you know what? You go do the stuff. I'll go do this stuff. And I'll just still kind of, you know, play with things behind the scenes. And now we're just getting the chance to see the behind
3: the scenes. I personally, at one point... Only watch Agents of Shield just to watch those two. I think a lot of people yeah. watched Just for Bobby and Hunters. <laughs> because so. they were so <laughs> I mean but yeah they were I, so good. I think I think you're right though. I think that the thing with her is that she probably was uh either either with uh Shield or maybe she was with sword or she was involved somehow. And I, mm-hmm. I was sort of giggling when I was watching this and I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool because a lot of people do meet their spouses either and or around work or through someone maybe they know from work, right? So mm-hmm. it yeah. makes perfect sense. It was adorable. Um, when we get to the LARPing section, I have a rant. Okay. You know who that watch could belong to? Who? That watch could be <clears throat> Colson's. You know what? That's not a bad theory. No, you forgot to say it though. You, you yeah. have to say, you it. say it. You have to say it. I have a theory. Well, I don't, I don't even know if I want to call it a theory.
0: It was just something that popped in my head when we were talking about Agents of SHIELD because I was like, who else would have like a Rolex besides to, like, like Tony would have it because he's Tony Stark. Coulson would have it for like a whole totally different reason. Like that watch probably belonged to the first scroll that showed up on Earth (laughs) 50. You know what I'm saying? He would have it for a totally different reason. And Phil was not the type of person who, if he had those kinds of things, that he would show those off in that sense. Like he would have it there, but it would be in a way that unless you were really interested in what he has, you wouldn't pay attention to it. Think about all the stuff he had in his office, you know, important stuff that to a casual person they're just looking like oh he's just collecting junk no he's collecting some really important things I mean think about Lola you just look at it as a really really nice car until you realize that she can convert and she can fly and she can do all this other shit <laughs> so True. I don't know I'm just thinking okay I, I have a theory maybe the watch belongs to Colson maybe Clint is the only person who knows what's going on with Coulson and knows that Coulson has died and been brought back and died again and is back. And I mean, who knows? That would be a nice way to bring Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in, but don't even get me started on that journey. But um,
1: there is another slight thing about, about Laura that some people have put forth, but I'm kind of, I'm really iffy about. But if it's true, then it makes sense about how she's acting. hmm and some people are saying that she could actually be Mockingbird or a version of Mockingbird.
0: Okay, so for, for those of us who are not familiar, who is
3: Mockingbird? Actually, that would make a lot of sense.
1: Okay, so originally, if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Bobby Morse was Mockingbird.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I was going to say it sounds
0: okay. familiar, but okay. Right,
1: so yeah, so, yeah she, it, it was, she, she's Agents of, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She fights, ironically enough, with sometimes with two batons. Mm. Like two electric charged batons, like Natasha did.
0: Okay.
1: Um. But, but there is a compelling case that that she could be, like Mockingbird, could just be a code name that is passed on to people. Like when someone retires, if Mockingbird, it's just like 007. Kind of like 007, 007. When, okay. Mm-hmm. When 007 retires, someone else becomes 007. Mm-hmm. So if and we know that Bobby Morse is has retired, like she's like I'm out. That's that's what happened, right? When she was Agent Shield, she just got out. So. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely possible that Laura could actually be the new Mockingbird.
3: Hmm.
0: Okay.
1: And it will make sense because she knows how to look look stuff up, and she's acting kind of shield like with all the stuff that she's doing. Well, like you know, shield like ish. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's kind of a off the wall possibility, but it's still, you never know.
3: Okay.
1: It'll be awesome if we see Scroll Fury like knocking on her door. It's like, it's Clint, all right okay we need you
3: yeah and you also you also need to remember too that with the new phase of the movies with the scrolls coming uh mockingbird was one of the main ones that had been for years on earth pretending to be human but she was a scroll ah mm-hmm. okay huh. what you guys forgot that what well, I'm, I'm talking to mike <laughs>
1: that mockingbird was a Skrull?
3: Mm-hmm. remember when that- they came back from planet hulk and they all came off of the ship and stuff, and they came out of the ship, and she was one of the first ones there. And it was re- re- revealed that she was a scroll.
2: I missed. Okay, I missed that see, part. But... Let's see, the, the thing with that, Lori, is if we go down this path, do you remember how many people were scrolls?
3: Yes. Okay. Like 900,000 of them.
2: We're not going to go down this path. Okay. Or...
3: It was, yeah. it was, it was a lot. Let's,
2: let's save this for Secret Wars.
0: Was it on the scale four. of the Cylon reveal in Battlestar
3: Galactica? <laughs> uh actually it was bigger. It was bigger. Because they well, at one bigger. point they did a spoof where Howard the Duck was a scroll, okay? It so it was big. It was
1: big. Actually, okay. See that I remember, of course. Duh.
3: Of course you will
0: remember that. What? <laughs> <laughs> ah! okay.
1: But yeah, so I mean I mean anything's possible at this point. So I mean the watch the watch could, could be part of armor wars. It's like it could can still it could still be some some kind of tech where it can it can like
0: Anthony yeah. is like no 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 we're branching off into different timelines again
1: <laughs> That's right we're we're going past the threshold and we're a, going past it's okay, the threshold
0: Anthony. it's okay it's okay it's okay let him have his let him have his daydreams and his theories. I already told because,
1: you. It's like, as soon as I saw Uncle in the last episode, I'm, I'm all in on my theories. I'm doing, I'm just, I'm throwing them out. I'm giving them away like turkeys at Thanksgiving. Just like, here, you have one. You have one. You have a theory. You have a theory.
0: Everybody has a theory. I do like the fact that this little theory discussion did bring up some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because, we haven't had a chance to talk about that, like Lori exactly. and I talked about it last year, and then everything just started happening. So the fact that we actually get to bring them up, and the fact that also Agents of Shield was trending yesterday on Twitter, just like out the blue, hmm. I, I'm glad we had a chance to at least bring a little bit of that in there.
1: Because everybody, so. I mean, because I mean, it's possible that Laura could be the next, could be a new new Mockingbird. It's absolutely possible. Yeah, well,
0: that's- Love that's my her. head cannon so you know she and Clint met at shield and she is she's got some skills so I, I hope we get to see a little bit more of that but uh let's let's get off the theory train and get back to the episode <laughs> um okay so Kate
2: how are you feeling about Kate right now
0: She she's I liked her in this episode. I think what she did for Clint as far as the Christmas thing and watching them bond and her not being as annoying, like it felt very natural. It felt like a very natural progression of, I won't necessarily say a friendship, but it does seem like it is about to be like a mentor mentee type relationship. And I liked the fact that even though she was her usual self in this episode, she knew where her boundaries were in this episode more than anything. Like, you know, the the little cutesy stuff with them going back and forth, talking to uh, her mom and Jack, that was cute. It was funny. You know, she wasn't overly annoying, but at the same time, it's kind of like when her mom was saying, she was like, you know, Kate was obsessed with Hawkeye. And if you think about that, then her behavior in the first episode makes total sense. I admit that. But she did it was a little bit overboard for me, and she did get on my nerves in this episode, though, you see her like really asking him questions and really thinking things out. And like he said, you know, your ability to think like a grown up gets you what you want. Like she knows when to act childish, and she knows when she has to stop and like start thinking um differently. And you see that in this episode with them at christmas and also the whole plan of them sneaking into what ends up being echo's apartment it was cool to watch just kind of see her i don't know if i want to say her character is evolving but you can kind of see the maturity happening with her character like she's taking things a little bit more seriously she's considering things now she's not just making like stupid comments or stupid remarks like she actually is putting some thought into the things that she's saying and the things that she's doing and her taking into consideration the fact that, again, Clint is away from his family because he's trying to help her mm-hmm. get out of a mess that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So for her to go over, spend Christmas with him and also strategize about the things that they are dealing with and what they're doing, that was fun to watch. Him doing the little trick with the coin. That was awesome. Again, one of the things I like about Clint because he's sitting here talking to her he's trimming the tree and he's just telling her yeah I can knock someone unconscious with this blah blah and again Clint is one of those characters where he's never intentionally funny it's just some of the stuff that he says comes out that way and he's just looking like oh okay he's never intentionally funny but he ends up being funny I loved seeing him in this scene it was just very nice to see him kind of get out of that Avengers mindset of worrying about what's going on just kind of relaxing for even a little bit that was fun to see the little thing with the coin to the tv I said at the tv like okay I know Clint has like precision accuracy and I know I think it was Mike you said something about because I wondered about his precision I think on another podcast we did, or we were talking in general, or maybe it was Anthony talking about how with, um, the way he shoots, he actually, there's something about what he can do that makes him very precise to the point where he can even curve his arrows to hit his target. Like it's not a superpower, but it's something, I don't know if it's a mental thing or or what, but whatever he can do is awesome
1: it's just like steph curry it's impressed. like a lot of people can shoot a basketball some people can shoot it from a little further back but it's like you know you have to be like special like steph curry special to shoot and be specifically like in tune to know okay i have to put this much pressure on it in order for it to go through without hitting the rim i mean there's certain players there's certain people that have certain certain characteristics that allow them to see things differently.
0: Did just you like, see so, the and, video of him shooting the ball from the fan tunnel and hitting it?
1: Yeah, he does that. He does that before every game.
3: Oh my God, I've never seen that's, that that's, before. That's, that's, that's part of his like, that's
1: part of his ritual. Yeah.
3: Wow. I, I I live out here. We see it all the time. Yes,
1: Tucker is a muster, but it's like, but it's just like Clint. It's like Clint can actually like if he sees when he, when he draws and he sees he sees the target, he can actually like okay, I know it's going to go there. I can look over here. I mean, it's just like all the no look shots that he's hit throughout the throughout his time in the MCU. Mm-hmm. It's like you know because he knows where the arrows are going to go because that's where he does because his his bow his bow is weighted properly and his strings are at the proper at the proper weight where he knows if I pull it back this far and hit it's going to go exactly right there. So I mean, it's all about this all about you know knowing he just has a feel for it.
3: Well, not not only that, the thing is is that w- a lot of people who who do archery? Uh, they put a lot of pressure on themselves because I don't know if you guys have ever like handled like a, a, a really heavy archer's bow, but those suckers are heavy. I've got one in the living room right now. That thing has to weigh at least. I'm not surprised. And I've got the whole thing. <laughs> but the thing is, is that so we're in archery, big deal. But anyway, but those things are heavy. I mean, right? Kate even do said it. Not- she was like, how do you maneuver the bow? And he was like, mine's right. collapsible. She was like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> well, yeah, because you, you really got to get the tension on the bow. And the thing, what I'm trying to say is that, You develop over time muscle memory, Mm -hmm. and not only that, you've got you've got to be very very precise because I don't know how many of you guys have ever shot an arrow before, but if you're not careful, you can rip your fingers to shreds Mm -hmm. because when you're pulling back on the bow, you can't see. I don't know why I'm gesturing. You can't see me. But when you're pulling back on the bow, you've got to be very very careful. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you can shred your fingers, you can cut tendons in your hand, your arm has to be a certain way. And and over time, you just can't pick up a bow after say a year and be proficient. You've got to work on that thing at least five, six, seven, eight, nine years. I mean, that's why kids who are archers and archery they start them out like five, six years old. So by the time you're his age, plus don't forget, Clint was in the circus, so he learned balance from being an acrobat, plus he was a thief. He just has those skills. Now, unlike in DC with Roy Harper, AKA uh, Red Arrow, AKA mm-hmm. Arsenal, who was a meta, who was literally his entire body, every part of his body, and anytime he picked up anything, became a weapon over on the Marvel side, Hawk, Hawkeye basically trained himself to be this way. Okay, end of my nerd rant, and I still have a little thing about LARPs. We'll get to the <laughs> LARPs. Um- the other thing about this whole
0: bonding with him and Kate is when the conversation takes that serious turn because again Kate kind of has this hero worship thing with Hawkeye and we saw it a little bit in the last episode too where he was like I'm not anyone's role model like he's trying to like really put that in her head that this is not a glamorous job that yeah there are some cool things about it but there's some dangerous things about it too and there's some risk and I have to say whatever you think about Jeremy Renner's acting anytime Clint talks about Natasha you feel it you absolutely feel it like that whole scene you know she I think they're they're kind of going back and forth just asking questions or Kate is asking questions about him and she was like okay, best shot you took. And he says, it's not about the best shot I took, it's about the shot I didn't take. And he kind of tries to back off because he realizes in that instant, oh, this is about to be a heavy conversation. He doesn't want to do it. Okay, so we are back after some slight technical difficulties. So we're going to try to finish our conversation about Hawkeye episode four. So um, we were talking about the conversation that Clint was having with Kate When he was talking about Natasha and his mission to go and you know, about how he was actually supposed to go and kill her. And he says that when it came time to do it, he couldn't do it because he felt like she wanted out. He could sense it and he was right. And it was like the best call that he made. Because of course, you know, this is the person that eventually became his best friend. And he doesn't say her by name, but Kate figures out who he's talking about. And you know, she's like, I'm sorry. And so that's when you know, he says, it's just part of this job that I have. When you do the job that I do, the game is learning to live with loss. And it's like one of those things where I don't really think that Clint is, I don't think he's trying to discourage her, just trying to discourage her, but he sees that she's very, she's very impressionable when it comes to him and being an Avenger and all of this other stuff, the superhero stuff. And We even see it later on in the episode when they're, you know, scoping out Echo's apartment and he's trying to tell her the plan. And instead she goes and she does her own thing. Like, I feel like she has some good instincts, but I also feel like she is not really looking at things. Like even with the danger that they've been in the last couple of days, I still feel like she doesn't really get it yet. And I think this conversation, Clint is really trying to get her to see, okay, look, yes, there's some good parts about this, you know, the trick arrows and you know, these sorts of things, but there's also some really, really hard parts about being a superhero. and I don't think I mean, let's be honest, I think maybe if Clint could go back to when Fury recruit recruited him, knowing what he knows now, he'll probably be like, "Hell no." But then I think in some I think part of him will still do it though even knowing all the heartbreak that comes even knowing the people that they'll lose I think he'll still do it because I think just like Natasha was always talking about you know erasing the red in her ledger I think in a way Clint is trying to do that too you know he talks about it in this episode where he was trained to be a weapon you know and she was like you were a hero he was like no I was a weapon It just happened to be that the people who were trying to do good were the ones telling me what to do. He said, but my my job was to hurt people, interrogate first, but ultimately my job was to hurt people. That has not changed. I mean, and he even speaks about it in present tense. This is what I do. This is who I am. Yeah, I did some hero stuff, but when you think about it, my job is to hurt people. That is what I was trained to do. That's not necessarily a hero trait, you know? But again, I just think this conversation, like I said, I'm starting to like her character a little bit more because I feel like she's starting to pay attention and she's starting to think about the consequences of everything that they're doing. And as you see at the end of the episode, when they have this big fight with Echo, once they realize they're in Echo's house, and, you know, she sees the notebook where Echo has notes on Laura and Connor and Lila and Nathaniel It's like, oh, this just got a little more dangerous because now they know he has a family and they know who his family are. So I don't know. We'll, I'll have to see how I feel about her by the end of the show because we only have two episodes left, but I think she's really starting to get it and if she continues to do the things that she's doing now, like she's starting to think a little bit more. She's showing a little more compassion. She still has a little bit of what makes her her. You know, she does have this this kind of, I don't want to say innocent way of looking at the world, but she's very, I don't know, She's she's very joyful she's very uh she's very positive she's very you know like her mom says she has a lot of confidence there's there's never been anything wrong with Kate in in that area so I think if she continues doing what she's doing now she'll be a great superhero she just does need to like learn to control her mouth a little bit but I think that probably will be one of the things one of the characteristics about her characters like when she gets nervous she jokes and she talks a lot And it's kind of, you know, we made this comparison to Peter Parker uh, when we discussed episodes one and two. I think it's kind of going to be somewhere around that same type of personality trait or character trait for her, where she talks when she's in trouble or she talks when she's in nervous or when she's nervous or in danger. But um, yeah, she's starting to grow on me a little bit. But y'all said she would. So Mm -hmm. told you she's getting there. She's getting there you know like i said she she seems to have good instincts about people and that was apparent from even the first episode you know that is one thing i would say about her she she does seem to know how to read people i think she has good instincts
2: good instincts in general
0: yeah um, mm-hmm.
2: um which is something that you need as a street level superhero when you don't have superpowers <laughs> you,
0: keep saying street
2: level. <laughs> you don't have superpowers i mean there's nothing wrong with that i mean yeah there's tons of them yeah um i mean the alternative is you have superpowers like you're you're an enhanced human like luke cage and you're on the street level you you yeah. just op all the time and that's not that's not nice either right but
0: i mean she it has is, really it's nice for the instincts.
2: hero yeah but she has good she has good instincts like with the um going into the building with the old guy and then ditching him at the right time mm-hmm yeah she yeah she that, has was really good that was funny that was
0: funny that was funny because clint's like please don't do this and i was like is she about And she was like i'm talking to an avenger he's in my ear right now and i was like oh okay so she's playing like kind of like she's unhinged so the guy's like yeah you know what i'm not gonna be on this elevator with you and then that way she can go and do what she has right. to do she can get off at the floor she needs to go get off at without somebody saying oh yeah i remember this girl she was on such and such floor yeah so like i said she's growing on me she's going on me so um let's see two things that i know we want to get to so mike will go to you first since we're kind of in that realm already the conversation with okay. eleanor and clint at the elevator you have some stuff to say about it.
1: okay so i mean this just i mean irked it, may, it really makes it makes her seem it kind it kind of messes with the juxtaposition of who's bad between eleanor and jack like you, like it kind of seems like both of them are, but then there are some moments where it seems like she's way worse, and she's oh I believe it. Guy. So Kate and Clint are getting ready to leave and go back to doing what they were doing, and her mother tells her to stay, and she sits down sulking. Then she looks at Clint and she says, "Can I walk you out?" And Clint's like, "Up, oh, I guess that's my cue. Okay, I guess mm-hmm. I'll go now." And he looks and he he he's already eyed the Ronin sword, like sitting over there. He's like, "I'll get my coat." So he goes over there and surreptitiously snags the sword. So then they get to they get to the elevator. She presses the door, the elevator in their in their house, and then she says, "Let me clarify." He says, "Yeah." He says she is not a superhero. He's like, "Oh yeah, come on, I already knew that. She's pretty good and all that." But then she says, "Natasha Romanoff was pretty damn good at it too, wasn't she?" I was
0: like, "This." Ooh. But again, that's going back to my theory. Nobody knows exactly what happened to Natasha. They just all assume that she's she's dead because she got killed doing whatever. Nobody knows that she sacrificed herself. But yeah. it's like, they,
1: yeah, here. she said, being good isn't always enough to keep you alive. He says, I see. Elevator dings and opens. She says, Clint? He says, yeah. She's like, do you have kids? There's a pause. She's like, yeah, I'm going to assume that you do. It's been a rough week for my family, but I'm letting you know that I cannot lose Kate. I've lost people before. I know in your line of work, you have two. And he says, I understand. Okay. So you will forget the case. And he says, I can't do that. But what I can do is ensure that your daughter stays safe. Okay. And then when he gets on the elevator and the doors close, after the doors close, you can see in his eyes, he's like, he he still has like those, those um, Natasha memories. And he's just like, ugh. I mean th- that whole thing. I'm like, she, this bitch. I swear.
0: Oh,
1: but yeah. I mean, I was just, I was it just pissed me off. Oh, also, I have another theory. So, we're sitting there after they get up and go to the go to the elevator. You see mm-hmm. Katie sitting there with crossed arms, and you see Jack sitting there drinking from his mug. Jack's mug has hexes on it. Wait, what? They're hexagons all over his coffee mug. Mephisto confirmed. Jack is not, Mephisto.
0: Yes.
2: Not hexagons. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: Oh, but but Mike is right. Like the whole coffee cup is hexagons.
1: Yes, we're all in the hex. This is this is
2: <laughs> nothing is as it seems. So,
1: Mephisto confirmed.
2: So so is he. Does, does he work for Directed douche? Exactly. That's exactly Directed what it means. Dick. Or he works for oh, so sword, which go which is uh, there wait, a difference. <laughs> wait, but that
1: means he works for that. That can mean he works for sword, which goes back to me saying that he's he's a secret agent deep undercover, and that's his watch. See, it's all circular. the
2: sword, the sword, <laughs> the sword. God, uh-uh. see,
1: uh-uh. see, uh-uh. see, uh-uh. see? Uh-uh. connection, no, no. connection, uh, connection. But you know there. what?
0: We'll give him this because he he hasn't said Mephisto confirmed, and I think at least six episodes it's been a minute oh it's no because I think you even said did you even say it when we talked about Shang-Chi I think you said did you say you probably did but it's been a while yeah so we'll give it to him for now eventually it has to
1: be true eventually I'm gonna be right maybe maybe you have to wait till Morbius maybe Morbius and Mephisto will be in there
0: I do not think Jack is in I mean he just doesn't strike me as the type i mean he he reminds me of what is this character's name that i'm thinking of oh my goodness
2: i can't read your mind
0: i'm trying to think (laughs) who who was the little villain from the um oh gosh i don't even know what i'm trying i'll think of it when i'm not trying to think of it but he reminds me of an old cartoon villain from like a cartoon I watched when I was a kid. I want to say either Savoir Kong Faire? Kong, Kong, I or yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned Savoir. that too, but uh,
2: Savoir Faire,
0: he's athlete. Yeah, I, but you know it. It's funny because I don't want to agree with Mike and be like, "Yeah, but yes, you do." Cool. But, but the funny thing is. <laughs> And I mentioned this when we were talking about Wheel of Time on yesterday. It's funny because the camera chooses certain things to focus on. And like, as Eleanor is is walking past him, very clearly in the camera is his coffee cup with all the hexagons. And I don't know, it looks like bees in the middle of the hexagons. So I guess it's supposed to be like a honeycomb. But I'm like, okay, but what if? But no, we don't want to go down that road because then Michael is going to add theories to his theories and then theories to the theories to the theories. So, yeah, That's right. We just I damn um, sure am. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But, yeah, yeah. um, yeah. Eleanor Bishop deserved to get punched in the face for those comments. Ugh. I mean, I get it, she's she's worried about protecting her daughter, supposedly, whatever, but again. The way that she and Jack were looking at each other when, when Kate and Clint were having the conversations, I felt like they're, they were kind of communicating silently. Like there's a secret that only they know about. And it has to do, like the fact that Kate has befriended kind of sort of her childhood hero who happens to be an Avenger and he's sitting in our house it was just one of those things. And then when Jack went his, oh, and by the way, thank you for saving the world. I was like, yes, yeah, I'm shading with your ass. Because it was the way that he said it. He didn't say it like the waiter at the restaurant. He said it very facetiously. like He was just like, oh, yes, and by the way, thank you for saving the world. Uh, and he did that. He did that little look, that little patronizing look. I was like, yeah. No, but see,
1: that's I don't, <sighs> See, that's I don't that's trust the, him. That's Something that's is not right why why about
0: him. And uh-uh, uh-uh.
1: I think they know each other. That's why that's what that's what made me kind of think they still think that maybe they know each other. Like maybe I just I'm getting that feeling. I just feel it like in my bones that they know each other and that maybe, maybe that they're compet they were like highly competitive with each other, and that it got contentious sometimes. And that he was like, What are you gonna do with your bow and arrow? What are you gonna do with your sword? Ugh, ugh. See
0: Now that's going to make me go back and rewatch this scene in a whole different light now, (laughs) because even when, even when they start and she's like, so Kate is helping you. And Eleanor was looking like, and he was like, that's awesome. Or that's good. Or whatever it was he said. And then now that you're saying that Mike, I'm like, wait, so was he, I don't want to go down that road. I don't. But Mike's making me think it like, hmm, I wonder. Don't
2: fall into the trap.
1: Come on to the dark side. We have theories. <laughs> I She's don't know. thinking real hard
0: because I'm looking at it in the <laughs> background now, and I'm just kind of like, "Am I supposed to see something? More? I don't know. I'm gonna have Sorry, to watch when we're not talking about."
1: Resistance it. is futile. You will be assimilated. <laughs>
0: Okay, now we have to go to the LARPing uh, part because Lori has some things to say about it. Lori, what do you want to say about the LARPers?
3: Okay, first of all, let me just say that I appreciate anyone who is uh, into any type of geekdom. I appreciate the comic book nerds, the sci-fi nerds, the fantasy nerds, the nerds that like to build and paint miniatures. But the lowest, the nerdiest, the I live in my mom's basement. I will not get a date ever, and if I do, it's my fellow LARPer. Larpers stands for uh, Live Action Role Playing, and they are the nerds. The other nerds basically took take one look and stand ten feet apart, and they kind of look on the side until they don't know them. I don't think okay? that's true. Oh, I'm I'm being honest here. Uh, trust me. I I I. I, this experience okay that sounds like such a
0: snobbish way to talk about other nerds
3: that's okay like- okay, let, Wait, we can't, okay we can' okay. your,
1: your picture's not on but I can see your nose up in the air I have a feeling no 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 no, like no 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 no, your, no, like, no no no
3: no no i I have a point I have a point okay when I say that there are a group of nerds that are so disconnected. Okay, here's a classic example. Uh, I used to work with a guy who was live action, who was a LARP, and he was also in the anime, and when he would come to work, work, mind you, the first thing he did every shift was remove the clock from the wall and put up his Sailor Moon clock. It would not work until the Sailor Moon clock was on the wall. Okay? I have another friend, like that girl in the documentary who wore her Star Trek uniform to work every single day. The people who are LARPers are are creative, they're beautiful, but they are the nerdiest of the nerds, and I have been around them in and out over my life, and I think that by having them in the show is really interesting, because you can be a cosplayer, you can do this and that, but unless you're in the life, and you live the life, and you are a LARPer, you wouldn't appreciate, or no LARPer, the joke, that because these people, when I say they're in, they are in! Okay. in fact, they won't even answer to the real name in real life. Then you have to call them by their guild name or they won't even answer you. So that being said, I think it is absolutely hysterical. And I absolutely love it that the LARPers are in there and they help Hawkeye. But yeah, if you're a LARPer and by the way, no offense if I've made anyone mad, but LARPers are the nerds of the nerds.
1: Um. the 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 opinions expressed are not those of the Fandom Hybrid Podcast Incorporated or Mike Anthony or Hanako. Please forward all your hate mail to Lori in San Jose, California. Thank you.
0: Thank
2: you. I, I think
0: I'm just saying I think
2: larpers are the the pride and joy of the community. Best of the best, Creme the cream of the cream of the cr- no. de la creme. They,
3: they, have you okay have like, you yeah, guys any no personal the one, larpers
2: they're like there's the cosplayers which you know i always aspire to be and then there's the larpers people who truly express their fandom mm-hmm. in in such an awesome way i think they're they're great and their commitment yes their commitment to their characters is and i don't like mean that in any kind of any way i think it takes a lot For real to to put yourself out like that and to mm-hmm. be that way and, and I think it's wonderful. It's like I can, it's I can. I can, look,
1: when you I can barely like, concentrate. Look, look, I can look. barely concentrate on being myself day to day, much less any other character.
3: <laughs> look, look! If you refuse to answer to your government name at work, there's a problem. That's all. Hey, I mean.
1: look! Teach their own. It's just like the great Nika Costa said. Everybody's got their something. Let them have their thing and let them be who they're gonna be. Okay.
2: <laughs> did
0: you say Nika.
2: We have did the whole range of references in this show today. <laughs>
1: Nika Costa, come on! Just like one of one of the most underrated singers I ever. I know, but yeah, I was didn't.
0: like, okay, you.
1: <laughs> wow, well, I, I was not
0: expecting. This is, great, yeah.
1: this is a great episode. I, I was expecting it to have so much fun as much fun as I'm I having. I think this we're gonna have
0: to this start tallying. Awesome. Like, and I, I think we talked about this when we first started doing this podcast last year. We're gonna have to start tallying who makes the most pop culture references during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I win yeah you
3: probably would I'm just i i you probably but i i'm just saying that larpers are special people. they're very special that's all i'm people. gonna say they're they're special people and not necessarily in a good way <laughs> again <laughs> the y'all can extreme. come
0: after lori <laughs> because i have no issues with the larpers yeah there are some there are some people who i who like you're saying i think take it too extreme but isn't that true with anything like you have your sports fanatics who will take things to that kind of level you have I mean it's I mean because truthfully you know being a sports fan that's just another another type of fandom on a different you know exactly I mean you you have
1: fans that'll buy buy tons of plastic figures of different sizes and shapes and put them on bookshelves and display them proudly and not you know have (laughs) Oh, I think look. he's
0: referencing me. For those of you who are only listening to the show, I am gesturing to my office because he's talking about my very proudly displayed Funko collection.
3: Thank yeah, you. Not,
1: but yeah, but yeah. seriously. It's you like, can't I mean, see
3: me. You can't see my 85-something Funkos that I have on the shelf to the left of me. So, yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: but yeah, I mean, I think... But it's like, you know, the LARPers came through. Your boy Grills came through. And...
3: Now, like, that part, it, it was, I'm not saying that they weren't good, they're not good in the story. I just think it's absolutely hysterical that they, through, because I was watching it really early this morning and, and Mark comes out of the bathroom and he's looking at the TV going, the LARPers came back? I go, yes, they are in the episode. And then not only
0: that, so Kate just, she just goes up to them in the park and finds the one that's the cop and she was like, yeah, we just need you to help us with like some evidence tampering because uh Hawkeye's stuff is in the precinct. And she was like, yeah, I can help you, but you're going to have to do something for us. And then when she comes and she has his arrows, but she has them in her bag and he tries to think, she was like, this is my bag. You didn't. Ha- you have your own bag. <laughs> He's like, no. She was like, my wife gave me this bag. It sa- what? What did it say?
3: Bombshell. Bombshell on shell. it. And I was she- going
2: I was rolling on the couch. I was, I was laughing so hard. It was and, awesome. And,
3: and the bad thing is, I've had almost a similar conversation with the larper about their bag. So I, that
0: <laughs> she was like, um, excuse me, this is my bag that my wife gave me. Did your wife not give you a bag to keep your own? <laughs> Yeah, I've had the actual conversation slightly different with the LARPer. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then the other one who was sitting there fitting Kate for stuff, and she was like, oh, I made this, it's handmade. I stitched it by hand. And and Kate was like, hey, can you do it?" I was like, oh, now, this I, is going to be funny. I have a feeling this is not the last we've seen of the oh, LARPer. No, no, I'm, gonna,
2: I'm we're, fully we're certain gonna, that, that they're going to give Hawkeye his comic book Co- original costume. Yeah, yes. I'm almost We're gonna certain. S- We're
3: going to see that. Not again. a theory
2: It's not a theory, Mike. Put your hand down.
3: <laughs> no way.
2: Okay, so so
1: actually, I had I had to look it up because it just sounds like character placement all over the place. Wendy Conrad, the character's name, is actually a character with the current alias of Bombshell. <laughs> she's on her. She's on Earth six sixteen. Oh. And, but she's a villain. She's a she's a thief. She's a professional criminal and juggler.
0: Oh, that's funny because she's a cop in this one. And
1: she's she's a hawkeye villain.
0: Oh. Mm. Okay.
2: Maybe he loses the bag. Oh, Exactly. And, and it and turns her to a life of, crime. Out of the evidence. Locker. And she gets fired. And she, yeah. she's like, it's she all his the fault.
3: It's all his fault right. and all this stuff. So quick last LARP reference. If anyone wants to Understand the type of nerdy nerddom I'm talking about. Check out Kinzer and Company's uh, uh, wonderful magazine, Nice of the Dare Table. They've been running since 1999, and they just published uh, volume 70 of their bundles of trouble, which is their <laughs> comic strip about Larpers and D and Ders. So, yeah, that's that. That's what it reminds me. It's perfect. If you've ever read it, it there's Bob and there's O'Brien in this group. That's all I'm saying. So,
0: this is the person who is talking about how extremely mm-hmm. nerdy LARPers are, but she actually knows the magazine that talks about how extremely
3: <laughs>
1: nerdy they are. AM and she's sus- a pot,
3: and meat, sus- kettle. <laughs> and I subscribe to the magazine, too. No, it, it's fun. But what I'm saying is I, I just laugh because you don't normally see uh detailed groups of your nerddom on TV. So I just thought it was cute. That's funny. Yeah, pot, meat, kettle. <laughs> it's a it's a gaming magazine. oh goodness.
1: no no go ahead go ahead and try to justify it that's fine yeah, mm-hmm. no
0: no no no
1: i'm not
0: uh, oh i think we touched pretty much everything in this episode um we're really
1: it with him with him him pressuring kazi to talk to echo
0: oh yes yeah mm-mm. so and it's so funny because now i've um So if you don't already give the Marvelous Madams podcast a a listen because they are hilarious, but they have taken to calling Kazi um, I think it's Kit Schmerrington or something like that. Kit (laughs) yeah. I
2: I totally see it. (laughs) I totally see it. I'm like, why does he look so familiar? He is like on the cusp of something. I can't put my finger on it. And that's
1: you call him John No.
0: <laughs> well oh, yeah, apparently shit. Madam Amy calls uh calls him John No or something like that. <laughs> but um I, I don't That's know. Brilliant. I heard it. I was listening, I was listening to uh one of their episodes yesterday in the car ride home, and she said that and I fell out in the car. I was like, cause I didn't want to say that he kind of he was kind of he like really a does. great value kit <laughs> harrington oh, <geez>. great value. <laughs> I was trying not to say it because i'm not trying to disparage the actor the act, the actor is really cute but he does there is like a similarity there and you know people do this all the time they'll have like an actor and an actor that plays someone that's similar or they look similar and and one will just be it because kit harrington was the original quote-unquote original one that's why i say that because you always have your name brand and then you have your your store brand so yeah. it's, i'm not i'm not meaning that in a disrespectful way but it's it is so funny because i looked at him and then when i heard that yesterday that's all i could think of when i was watching this episode it was like why are you threatening him like this he's he 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 knows nothing. Just he knows like,
2: nothing. Like, oh shit! So now I'm gonna expect oh. I'm gonna expect Clint to say you know nothing <laughs> from now on. Oh. You're just a doormat. Oh. That scene oh. has a whole different meaning now. Oh, oh <laughs> also, someone was trying to tell me that you know how um Mike was saying that that was a young Luke Cage, that the kid he mm-hmm. threw was a young Kazi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: The, the little kid was was a young was oh. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay.
3: Okay, I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. Huh? Yeah, I'm gonna. Have I, was, a, I, was I was like, like wait. wait. Yeah. I was, I was, I, little...
1: At first, at first, I was, I was like, wait. You're saying the big black kid was Kazi? I was like, that's a big transformation. Hold <laughs> no. on a I don't think that's <laughs> kid, right. No, the kid no. that he
0: was fighting that that. The echo Caves. was looking
3: at you're, yeah, you're yeah i
1: heard Caves. that i heard that too and, and it makes sense i mean i mean you know, they, they uh, know each yeah, hi.
3: okay I'll, i will go back and check out one one last point on my end is once again the uh the credits the opening credits that was from a comic book font comic book cover mm-hmm. that logo so each week they're doing a different hawkeye comic book cover
1: that's pretty dope
3: i and and i have to say it again
0: the opening wow. and closing sequences, the animation in it, just gorgeous. I, I love it. I, I said, yeah. I, and you know, usually I don't watch the end sequences, not too much because I, by that point, I'm like, okay, let me, let me make sure. Oh, in credit scene? No. Okay. So, and I'll start doing stuff. While I'm listening to it in the background, but tonight I actually just sat and like really watched it, and I just felt like I I was like a kid on Saturday morning watching cartoons. It was really it was really cute. It was very detailed for it to be you know the animated and like you don't see the faces of the characters, but you can tell what they're doing, and it's almost like I feel like I need to go back and watch them because I feel like there's stuff happening in those opening and closing credit scenes the in the animation that pertains to the show but is not included in the show and i was like hmm i need to go back and pay attention to that because there might be look i'm gonna be like might now there might be some clues in the closing credits <laughs> that point to mephisto over here and yeah. <laughs> but um yeah i am
1: theoreticus of borg will we'll be assimilated no it's okay, <laughs> it's
0: okay it's okay it's okay <laughs> oh goodness we only have two episodes left it went fast it, it is like i know like we're gonna be wrapped with this before christmas
1: we're getting to the end i really i feel like i need at least two more episodes of
2: this what, what's the next thing after this
0: um you may as far as disney plus or yeah. just in general
2: we don't
1: um, have
0: anything coming up that's a good question no,
2: not from marvel i don't
1: think tv wise i'm not sure TV wise, i know man. we have i mean yeah i'm not sure i don't think we have anything show wise
0: we'll have that information on the next
3: episode because uh i i really hadn't thought about it like okay yeah what are we gonna have to well no 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 because because in two days the expanse final season comes out and star trek oh, discovery in no, 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 he's okay, talking, talking about no,
0: he's talking specifically about what's coming out next, Marvel wise. Like Is um, it She
3: Hulk? Is it She-Hulk? It's either She-Hulk or, or Miss Marvel. I Marvel. think I think it might be She-Hulk. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Yeah. So I'll I'll look that up and we'll have that information when we discuss episode five. But um, yeah, because and I really hadn't thought about what else is coming out next because we know Spider uh Spider-Man is coming out next week. So I just I think right now I'm focused on the Spider-Man thing because I'm actually actively trying to avoid spoilers at this point because people keep saying, oh, there's another trailer and they showing this. Mm -mm. I'm not looking at anything else. I'm not looking at anything else because with the Spider-Man stuff now, Lori, what you were saying um, when we were talking off camera during our technical difficulties, you were talking about um, people who are complaining about them putting out too many trailers because they're giving away- most of the movie now I will say this in regards to Spider-Man I don't feel like they're telling us the whole movie but I feel like they're telling us pretty uh, a whole lot yeah yeah I'll I'll give you that
3: yeah. because
0: I think for some of these villains and I do realize what they're trying to do is they're probably trying to pull people who are fans of all the franchises because there are some people that I know like my daughter for one my daughter watched the original trilogy with Toby Maguire she absolutely loves the movies with Andrew Garfield because she's a huge Andrew Garfield fan she has not watched any of the Tom Holland Spider-Man mm. movies okay and like me I've watched the first set I've not watched the set with Andrew Garfield because like I said I kind of felt like he's a little too old to be playing Peter Parker so I just never watched it because of that um And then of course, I'm a huge fan of the Tom Holland films. So I think with them releasing the different villains that are being pulled from all of these franchises, they're trying to pull in all of the collective fans, which I understand. You know, Spider-Man has a really, really huge fan base. So I understand that. But at some point, I feel like the fans have been speculating about everything for so long and putting out their theories and doing this and doing that. And like, I just feel like it's gotten to be too much. And I don't want all of the hype around it to pump me up. And then I get to the theater and feel like underwhelmed. I really don't want that to happen. So I've been trying to stay away from Everything that's been posting this week, like going on TikTok and seeing some of my favorite creators, I'm like, nope, got to scroll past your page for a minute because I just, I, I've gotten to the point where I don't want to hear anything until I go to the fan event that we're doing with, uh, that I'm going to with uh, MCU Atlanta. They're doing a fan event at, I think it's Phipps Plaza. So I'm trying to stay away from it. And then after that, I'm, I'm not, I'm trying not to focus on anything else because I think, I need to focus because there's so much going on in the MCU with these shows being announced and these characters and this, that, and other. And I just feel like, okay, at some point, I feel like I need to go back and rewatch the movies and just kind of figure out, okay, this is how this goes and this is how this goes and this is where this is going to lead to. It's kind of like all the things that we talk about, but because it's been so long since I've watched most of the main movies, especially the earlier movies. I'm just like, okay, I feel like I need to rewatch everything with fresh eyes to prepare for this next phase of the MCU. You know, just like even when, when we went to go see Eternals, I was like, wait, there's something in here that's a little familiar. And then I had to go back and rewatch Shang-Chi because I was like, there's something familiar about, Shang-Chi that I feel like was referenced in Eternals, you know, as far as the rings and where they may come from, there's just some things that it's kind of one of those things where you watch a movie and you realize that something that's happening in that movie, they referenced like three movies ago or four movies ago, or something that happened in a Thor movie might've been referenced in a Spider-Man movie or, you know, just that sort of thing. So I'm just kind of like, I need to go back and rewatch everything and re reintroduce myself and look at it with fresh eyes and don't don't give me that smile anthony don't just let me let me let me have my moment let me go back and and re-watch everything with the bright fresh eyes of a child and learn things anew and maybe remember some and, things and, i may have forgotten
2: and when are we gonna and come
0: up with new theories when are you
2: gonna watch <laughs> the current stuff if you're watching all the old stuff
0: and get these mm. other podcast episodes edited that right. I need to get edited and put out. I I don't know. I need a clone and I need to hit the lottery so I can just sit at home and just do podcasts and, and be a couch potato all day. That would be like that that would be great Idea. right now. That would be great right now. So I don't know. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But I, I do feel like even as much as we talk about the MCU films and the characters, there are some things that I know I've forgotten because sometimes when we're having conversations, I'm like, wait, did that happen? Oh yeah, that did happen. But again, it's because Mm -hmm. I may not have watched, You know, I don't think I've watched like Winter Soldier in maybe two years or I haven't watched Iron Man 3 like since I first watched it or those sorts of things. So I just want to go back and just kind of refresh my mind so that when things start happening in this phase four, I'm not looking at it like I know where that's from or I know what that reference is but you that's can't think of it. That's
2: what YouTube is for. <laughs> right?
0: Are you just here to suck my joy out? Just whatever. Let me have let let, let me have my let me do what I Dude. want to do. <laughs> anyway, two more episodes of Hawkeye. We just got a El- Yelena Echo is back in the thing now now here's the question I have so you guys say that one of echo's- uh her her i guess her power or her ability is that she can mimic what other people do, so it's like whatever somebody does she can mimic it and and also do it correct
1: yes, that's one of the things she's she's hyper observant she really she's really good at analyzing analyzing and countering things really quickly
3: okay. like she okay. yeah, she's not a mimic per se, but she's very perceptive so she can look at you see you do something and do it better
2: kind of figure of out your weakness because
3: yeah, that's, what she, to, like that's what she did i know her. i know i mentioned this before i'm talking about the the
0: Taskmaster that was in black widow
1: no, so let's Similar not let's it. not talk let's not talk about that
3: yeah, I, 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 I know
0: there, was, was, I know there can was, was. Can we not do that again? No, no. no. I know. I'm just saying. See,
1: and, and see, and see, this is the thing. They could have they could have used Echo instead of Taskmaster. They could have made <laughs> Taskmaster Echo, or not even use Taskmaster, just use Echo, instead of instead of bastardizing the Taskmaster. See? You got me talking about freaking. Okay, you
0: know. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please accept my apology. I didn't mean to do that. I was just trying to get an idea of Echo's abilities and that yeah. just happened to be the one that's closest to it because it's it's more it, it, recent it's, it's kind
1: of it's it's similar but it, it, they're similar yeah they're okay. similar
0: except that she's completely human and able to do this whereas taskmaster was enhanced or whatever i, I forgot what her name was um
1: yeah in the movie she was in real okay. life tony masters was he wasn't like over he wasn't enhanced he was just he was like echo basically okay
0: okay okay
1: like in the in the comics yeah but yeah
0: i'm sorry i'm sorry let's let's move on because i don't want you i don't want you focusing on that i don't want to i don't want to reintroduce that pain to you i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry so let's see two episodes left yelena is here so we know she's she's got to find out from clint what happened to her sister um echo is I guess she's going after Clint's family and that I can tell you now, that's going to be the wrong thing for her to do. Like Not if you anymore. guys wanted Clint to stay out of your business, going after his family is the wrong way to accomplish that. And then thinking back on our conversation about Laura earlier, I—I I, something tells me Laura can handle herself
2: yeah I'll and then
0: we she, already yeah. know that clint was training lila um in archery before they got blipped so we don't know how skilled she is you know or what she's learned in the six months
1: right okay real quick um shout out to the Daily's daiquiri company for their incredible product placement <laughs> on, on all on over clint's, clint's body and head and legs and all that um I mean, they they my their slogan. Might as well, might as well be, daily daiquiris. We soothe your soul and your bruises. I mean, it's like they were just—I—I I, I was impressed. That was a—that was a hell of a product placement. And then they just kept blending and blending and showing off all the all the all the pretty colors that they make. I was
0: like, I know. That's why I was man. like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I need to have some wine while we're talking about this because now they're making me thirsty. You know.
1: Yeah, I was like, shit. Now I want a pina colada.
0: Shit. I know. I know but um let's see yeah l- like i was saying um something tells me Laura can handle herself
1: yeah she can if
0: I, yeah. if our theories about how she and Clint met and you know whatever her role may be in this i don't know if she's going to be like echo level but i mean if she was a part of shield then she she's had some fight training she's probably had some experience in She's not gonna be something to scoff at. And then on top of that, you are coming after her children. So yeah, I want to see how that's gonna happen. Here's the thing though. Do not, if y'all are going after Clint's family, do not send the tracksuit mafia or else I'm gonna lose all respect for y'all because I'm sorry. What I've seen in this show of the tracksuit mafia, I am not impressed.
1: Clint's kids can take the tracksuit mafia.
0: Exactly exactly so you know um but I I have a feeling they'll probably go after Clint's family and I don't know maybe I feel like Elena will help out in that I don't know because again I don't I don't think she's there as part of their agenda she has her own agenda and I think she's gonna at least try to keep Clint alive until she finds out what happened to Nat and then like I said after that who knows but um you said that the introduction of her and um isaiah bradley and wickedness speed and uh, so we may have another show or movie coming up with them maybe they'll announce that after hawkeye because i mean they they announced echo like right before hawkeye premiere mm-hmm. so maybe we'll get another announcement we'll see but
1: i think i'm, I'm pretty sure echo is probably going to be the last be one of the last post-credit scenes that they have in the show, like, mm. after the final episode, it's probably going to be one of the post scenes. Okay. Um, but that's going to be dope. I can't wait to see what that show's going to be like because that's going to be crazy.
0: Her character is very interesting, so, yeah. yeah. I would love to see. And then, depending on how they play her, like, is she a bad guy that's going to turn good? Is she, is she a good guy, but she just has this grudge? Like, right now, I feel like she's kind of sort of in the middle. Like, I don't feel like she's a bad guy, but she does work for a mafia against you know she does work for um that type of entity so technically speaking she could be considered a bad guy i don't think she is but also she's going after the ronin and she's trying to kill him which technically speaking would also make her a bad guy but this is the guy who, who killed her father or judging by your theories from the last episode we think or she thinks killed her father. He may not have actually been the one. So there's so many different ways that they can go with that show. I'm really interested to see what they do, but also just to see another show where a deaf person is the central focus of the show. I'm really excited to see that. I, I love that that representation.
1: And I, and actually, that like the like the here the main hero and not not helpless mm-hmm. and. And you know, need needing to be saved, all right?
0: The time. Because I mean, between her and Makari from the Eternals, that is like some amazing representation for the deaf community. You know, with them being right. superheroes or superpowered or however you want to call it. So I'm I'm ex- I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. Um, yeah. But again, two episodes, they have a lot to cover. They have a lot to to do. I don't know if Hakka is gonna be one of those. One season shows because, like we said, we thought most of them were. We know Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're not getting another show or another season, but they are doing a Captain yeah, America.
1: Cap's getting a movie. movie. Yeah.
0: We do know Loki is coming back for a second season. um We know we'll see Wanda in. Doctor Strange
1: and, and Agatha Harkness got us been yeah off too. so
0: I don't know what they're going to do with this show or what they're going to do with the character maybe Clint will actually retire for a change I mean think about it. like I said he's a little bit older he's banged up you know he's he's right. damaged his hearing he's using daiquiri frozen daiquiri pouches as <laughs> ice packs after getting into a fight so yeah maybe it's time for him to retire and pass the bow on you know to kate and then maybe something will happen with his kids too because i mean <laughs> lila for all of her quietness she's sitting there she's listening to all these conversations her mom is having with her dad and you know we saw yeah. in the first episode she's the one that's kind of empathetic to what he's doing so maybe she'll become a superhero too and decide hey i want to do what dad does you know
1: yeah she's definitely precocious so you know she's gonna she she knows she's she's wise beyond her years that which is <laughs> You know, there always has to be one mm-hmm. one kid that's like mm-hmm. that. So. so, yeah.
0: Okay. Any final thoughts on Hawkeye episode four?
1: I'm really looking forward to the next one because, you know, they did the old trope where he's like, you know, we can't do this. No, no, go home, go away. And you know, she's not going to go away. Like,
0: or she is like, and he's really? going to realize that he needs her.
1: Or, yeah, he he's going to get captured again and she's going to go after him. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it could be shmackety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: she'll do it a little bit wiser than she was the first time.
1: Yeah, she's not going to fall through a skylight again.
0: Well, yeah, that too. Laura, you got any final (laughs) thoughts? No, I'm
1: good. You want to diss cosplayers now? Or you want to diss Dungeons & Dragons? No,
3: no, I'm a Dungeons & Dragons person. No, it's just... You, you Is there, there any
1: any any other any other nerd group you want to marginalize while we're here? Like,
3: yeah. No, I don't think that was her intent. What <laughs> wasn't I'm, my intent?
1: I'm I'm, I'm totally messing, you know.
3: yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, deep down, you know, I'm right.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying.
3: And on that note, that's it for our show. <laughs>
0: you can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com we are on social media on facebook instagram twitter and we have a youtube channel now you can find this video on youtube along with other videos from past convention appearances and um, stuff like that you can listen to the phantom hybrid podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms thanks for listening we hope you join the conversation next time bye